From an increase in extreme weather events, 50% of agricultural area in Cambodia, Vietnam and Laos will be exposed to severe flooding over the next couple of decades. To huge financing gaps. Nearly 1 billion USD losses per year in Vietnam between 95 and 2017 due to the effect of climate change. The challenges of climate change weigh particularly heavily on the shoulders of lower income countries. So green infrastructure financing is crucial. In order to make this happen, capital markets need to be developed to ensure investments are being made. And key local stakeholders, particularly local regulators and banks, need to be confident to engage in green infrastructure transactions to the benefit of the local people. You're listening to Blended Knowledge, a podcast from Garantco, a private infrastructure development group company set up to help mobilize long-term local currency financing into domestic infrastructure in lower-income countries across Africa and Asia. I'm your host, Marjolein van Kampen. In this episode, we focus on developing the Vietnamese green capital market. Garantco, through the Pitch Institute, organized a two-day virtual green capital market capability building event for stakeholders in Vietnam funded by Pitch Technical Assistance and facilitated by Climate Bonds Initiative. The capability event brought together 50 stakeholders from Vietnam, interested in raising debts from green and climate capital markets to deliver infrastructure projects. The event was organized to support Garantco's programmatic approach, aimed at developing Vietnam's market for green bonds and loans through innovative transactions in the country. I would now like to hand over to Jonathan Neo, Business Development Manager Asia at Garantco, who will introduce and have a conversation with our guests. Jonathan, over to you. Thanks, Marilyn. First of all, let's speak to Nishan Kumar, Managing Director Asia at Garantco, to have a bit more context on why Garantco has organized this event. Welcome, Nishan. Can you provide your perspective on why it is so important to develop the green debt markets in Vietnam? Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, really pleased to be here. Um, so look, the need for sustainable infrastructure in Vietnam, like any other country's emerge, or emerging market, is rapidly growing. Particularly uh, coming to government of Vietnam, who has made uh, strong commitments to clean energy, uh, increasing the energy mix towards uh, renewables in its national power development plan. Wind and solar have proven attractive to investors, and we have recently been seeing particularly very strong growth uh, in these two sectors. However, electric vehicles, green buildings, and other sectors are also going to be key uh, for Vietnam's sustainable infrastructure agenda over the coming years. With all this demand for sustainable infrastructure, the question is how can we mobilize financing at the levels and importantly, the pace needed to realize this ambition. This is where green financing in form of bonds and loans have a very critical role, role to play. That's the reason why Garantco has been actively developing a number of green or sustainable transactions in Vietnam. As we have helped to deliver similar first-of-its-kind and subsequently replicated those first-of-its-kind transactions as well in other jurisdictions, we hope to execute 
such pathfinding transactions in Vietnam to enable the local green uh, capital market or green uh, financing market to de- develop and satisfy the this huge financing need for the country. And as I understand, this is also at a time where international investors are looking for green assets to invest in. Is that right? Indeed, indeed. Uh, that That's certainly the case. Uh, international investors are becoming more and more conscious because they have uh, the increased mandate uh, to, from their stakeholders to increase their portfolio allocation to sustainable assets. The line between impact investment and mainstream investment is getting blurred. And it's not too far when, when mainstream and impact would be one and the same. Because for a market like Vietnam, while the usual considerations with credit quality applies, we are seeing an increasing in interest for green infrastructure assets where credit uh, is given due consideration by Garantco. And, and this has really been very encouraging for us. I will... However, add here that while investors have appetite for green or sustainable assets, they also need the reassurance that their capital is going to be protected and also going into sustainable assets. That is, there is no greenwashing. So greenwashing is a significant concern and borrowers and issuers looking to raise green debt need to be ready to provide reassurance to investors, whether it is through verification and or certification. What do you think are the remaining concerns around green finance in Vietnam? Look, with with with, with the excitement around green financing that, that we are seeing all around ourselves these days, right? We need to be aware that this is still a fairly new development globally and much more so for Vietnam. Um, there are therefore good reasons why local issuers and borrowers have reservations as this is a new territory for them. There's a lot of unknowns, and hence it takes time and effort from all parties to address these concerns and demystify this new proposition, whether it is to help companies better understand the direct benefits and cost to such companies or the changes that these companies and borrowers need to undertake to issue uh, green instruments. And that is why it was important for Garantco to organize this event with uh, the help of Pitch Institute, with our partners, Climate Bonds Initiative, VCBS Vietnam, DLA Piper, Sustain Analytics, Moody's, um, and, and of course, as I mentioned, Pitch, our parent company. To use uh, the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. And that is certainly true here. And Garantco is really proud and excited to be part of this ecosystem of players. Thank you, Nishan, for sharing your views. Now, the Climate Bond Initiative was the trainer at our event and had provided an insightful overview on the green financing instruments for prospective borrowers and issuers. So let's bring in Cedric Rimal. Cedric, can you share with us what are the main types of green and climate certified instruments that Vietnamese companies could consider? Yes, sure. So uh, they can issue green bonds under the uh, ASEAN green bond principles. This is uh, a standard that has been developed for the region. Uh, They need to comply with the four different pillars of the standards, which includes uh, the selection of projects uh, and the reporting mostly. 
but they can also go one step further, which is to comply with the climate bond standard, which would require them to uh, have a look at the criteria that we have designed uh, in our taxonomy. And uh, those criteria specify what types of projects can be funded. And could you explain what are the benefits of green verification and certification for companies? Well, basically, uh, a verification uh, is the uh, required uh, step to uh, get the certification under the climate bond standard. Failing that, uh, a second party opinion by an, a verifier would be sufficient to comply with the ASEAN green bond standard. Next, I'm joined by Joywin Matthew, partner, capital markets and structure investments at DLA Piper. Can you share with us your reflections from the event? The event, um, I thought it was extremely noble in many ways. Um, we all have understood and realized that infrastructure financing is, is key for the next stage in Vietnam's development as a country. Vietnam as a nation has also done exceedingly well in the past year. Even during the COVID year, it was one of the few countries or the bright spots in the Southeast Asian region, which was growing as opposed to other economies which are experiencing contractions. So my main reflection was that um, Vietnam as a country and businesses in Vietnam are at an inflection point as far as financing and sources of financing are concerned. And green bonds as a product is, is going to play a very important role in how issuers from Vietnam or borrowers from Vietnam are going to be unlocking funding from the global fixed income markets. Green bond issuances, as we know, has crossed $1 trillion globally. This is from its first inception in 2007. So the question is, how can Vietnam, as one of the bright lights in Southeast Asia, capitalize on this investor interest in ESG-labeled bond products? So therefore, an event which comprised one of the leading investment banks in Vietnam, which is Vietcom Bank Securities, Garanco, rating agencies, Sustainalytics, Climate Bond Initiative, etc. I felt it was bringing the right parties into the room in order that whoever listened or took part in that event came away realizing the potential that green bonds and ESG-labeled financing have for Vietnam and its relevance to the country as it takes its next step towards becoming a, a regional economic powerhouse. What do you think is most needed to best support the next stage of the green capital market development in Vietnam, especially with your insights working with lenders, borrowers and issuers on green transactions in other frontier markets? To answer this question, I'd like to point out the two E's. First E being education, and the second being engagement. And I think these are the two themes which I would consider relevant, whether it's to an issuer or a borrower or an investor in fixed income from Vietnam. So when we, when we talk about education, events just this play an absolutely crucial role. It is vital for issuers to understand the benefits of green bonds, namely issuing the ESG ambitions to the wider investor community, increasing credit perception within the bond investor community, encouraging ancillary private sector engagements as a result of such issuances, and improvements in corporate governance structures. 
some of the benefits which green bonds can give you. And then there is engagement. Engagement comes from education. Once issuers and all the stakeholders understand the benefits of going green and using credit support to go to access the global capital markets, it's only a matter of time before more and more other players in Vietnam will want to take part in, 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 in this product. As we say, success breeds success. And I think we have to focus on the initial successes, getting the first issuances out of the door, other to which we will see greater engagement in the market in, in Vietnam. Let's now speak to Marika Stocker, Senior Manager, Sustainable Finance Solutions at Sustainalytics. Marika, you participated in the Q&A at the event and interacted with our audience, answering their questions about green instruments. What was your takeaway from the event? Yeah, so first to say it was a really, really good event and having really enjoyed being a panelist there. I think events like this show that the interest for doing something in green finance in Vietnam is out there. So issuers are definitely interested, which is a good thing. At the same time, we see that investments in ESG projects are rising and investors constantly seeking green projects to invest in. So we have to match these two sides to use the potential Vietnam has in the green finance market. That event has also shown that capacity building is crucial and that providing the guidance from parties like you, Garanco, CBI, etc. is very important to overcome those hurdles when you're at the beginning of your green finance journey. And what do you think we can do to support Vietnamese companies to embark on this journey of being green? Yeah, so here I think there are different aspects to look at. And, and ASEAN for sure is a difficult region because it's very diverse. Um, it's, it's, it's very different to Europe where, where countries are more similar than Southeast Asia where every country is at a, more or less on a different developing stage. But I would say in general and also in particular for Vietnam, it's always about countries' initiatives to push um, green finance in, in that country. Like, for instance, Vietnam has the green growth strategy. So those initiatives are important to pave the way for green finance to grow. I would say it's even better if a country has um, a sovereign which is issuing itself, so like issuing green bonds um, coming from the government. So here we have seen great examples, for instance, from Indonesia or most recently in Malaysia. So those are kind of like examples Vietnam could maybe look at. And then on the other hand, banks have to play a crucial role of two, of course. They support the domestic green loan market, so that is helpful for companies as well. And last but not least, I think it's always good um, to try to get investors' attention for those green projects in Vietnam because they are available and they are out there. So the country needs to communicate to the global investor base that Vietnam is open for green. And now we have Raul Ghosh, Managing Director, ESG Outreach and Research, Moody's ESG Solutions Group. Rahul, what were your main reflections from the event? Well, thank you for having me. It was great that Garanco could bring together uh, this suite of stakeholders. And I really found it to be a valuable exchange between, on the one hand, market practitioners, but also local organizations looking to build knowledge and expertise about how to construct a successful green bond offering. 
another key reflection for me is that really the time is now. There's a recognition across the board that ESG investing will be the dominant theme for the coming decade, given the urgency of the climate crisis that we face. And maybe just to put this into context, looking at analytics at Moody's, we find that Southeast Asia has amongst the highest exposure to flooding globally by 2040. We find that nearly 50% of agricultural area in Cambodia, Vietnam and Laos will be exposed to severe flooding over the next couple of decades. So really the need for low carbon, climate resilient infrastructure has never been more urgent. And events like this are really critical to share expertise, to build capacity, and ultimately to demystify the practical elements of issuing green bonds. Given your experience at Moody's, what do you think is most needed to develop the green capital market in Vietnam for the next stage? Well, market education by way of industry best practices, uh, regional case studies, and practical solutions, I think will be key to build confidence uh, and competence And on this point, maybe I'll share four key points from from my perspectives. First, you know, really the initial steps around putting together a successful green bond really come with bringing different departments of an organization together, marrying your sustainability teams with your finance teams and creating a transparent and clear organizational structure. I also think linking your financing goals to your overarching sustainability objectives is a critical part of the green bond process. When it comes to project selection or perhaps management of proceeds, leveraging existing governance and risk management structures is always a good thing where feasible. And then finally, consider technical support. There are so many different players in this market, whether it's Garantco or uh, external reviewers like Moody's, where you can learn from the wealth of deep domain knowledge to really build a framework and place a green bond transaction that works best for you and your organization. And finally, let's speak to Marco Serena, Head of Sustainable Development Impact at the Private Infrastructure Development Group. Marco, you participated in the panel discussions with our other esteemed guests. What were your reflections from the event? Thank you. Well, my main reflection is that the Vietnamese market has all the traits to grow as a green capital market very quickly in the near future. The need and the business opportunities are clear. Uh, Vietnam 2020 National Determined Contribution talks about nearly 1 billion USD losses per year in Vietnam between 95 and 2017 due to the effect of climate change. And the plan has very ambitious targets for renewables. We know that there's huge potential in solar, for example, for low carbon transport, efficient manufacturing. This will all require very significant investment. And we know that there is a deep international capital pool that is looking for opportunities with strong sustainability and green credentials. In the event, we've learned that the regulator is supportive, that frameworks are being updated at national and provincial level to provide better incentives. And we have seen significant interest from borrowers and potential investors. The the market is gearing up and we could realistically expect first movers in the green bond market soon. Of course, we've also learned about some challenges, including the challenge to demystify the requirements for certification of green, uh, green bonds and sustainability bonds. And also... Better un- the need to better understand the perceived trade-offs between certification costs and the price and brand benefits that are still to be proven in uh, the Vietnamese market, which, of course, is typical, again, of a first-mover market. And from your perspective at Pitch, and from across 
the development community more generally. What do you think is most helpful to support the green capital markets in Vietnam? There, there is an intercompany first movers through through the difficult early stages, and and I think events like the one organised by Garanko and the Page Institutes are are so important to do that. Uh, you know, showing case studies from other markets like those presented by Garanko is very important, as well as presenting the broader market data like what the Climate Bond Initiative has done and the concrete analysis of the so-called greenium, so there's price and brand premium associated with the green capital. But ultimately, what we need is a combination of tools to create the right solutions to accompany businesses that want to issue a green bond for the first time. And and I I believe that a combination of guarantees and selective TA, as well as links to the international investors with the right risk appetite, are essential to accelerate demonstration investments. And that's the type of work that uh, we are keen to put in place at, at Pitch. So I would say that in the same way in which five years ago, Pitch worked with Vietnamese sponsors to develop and bring to operation the uh, 168 megawatts solar plant in Nintuan, which was one of the first independent power provider in which international investors put money in. And so that success helped breed the subsequent growth of the solar market in Vietnam from virtually zero. So today, Pitch is working through Garanko and, and Pitch TA with the Vietnamese business and investment community to find the right solutions to demonstrate that this type of green bonds and loans are possible in Vietnam in the knowledge and in the belief that success will breed success. Thank you to Joy Moon Mathieu, Marika Stoker, Raoul Ghosh, Cedric Rimaud, Marco Serena and Nishant Kumar for joining us in the podcast and to you for listening to this episode of Garantco's Blended Knowledge Podcast series. If you would like to find out more about our approach and vision, please visit garantco.com.